Good Monday evening. Welcome to the Couchcasters podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, with my host, Scott, my host, Parker. Gentlemen, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. Well, Super Bowl week. Blue yeah, goals, Super brother. Bowl week. Uh, I, I'm sorry. That end of that video cracks me up with my cousin just ripping Kenny Pickett. That just... I laugh every <laughs> single time. Big Mike is the man. I got a lot of footage. I'm going to start editing some together and some shorts and stuff, but I got a, a bunch of footage off my cousin's TikTok page. <laughs> this guy's nuts, man. Kenny's probably earned it. But. Oh, yeah. Well, last year he did, but, you know, he's got a new coordinator, so that excuse is out the window. If he sucks this year, then, you know, it's just no more excuses, really. Yep. I think 25 games, six touchdown passes. I mean, that's like that's got to be a misprint, right? I don't care how bad your coordinator is. You can run into more touchdowns in that in the NFL. I mean, just saw busted plays, right? Easily. It's <laughs> the offensive scheme didn't help him, but man, he's no. no. It, it, if you're not very good and then you have a bad scheme, that's what you get. I mean, you just get a train wreck. So. Yep. I mean, I can't believe that Brock Purdy is that much better than Kenny Pickett. Like, pro, like MVP to almost being cut different. I can't believe there's that big of a talent gap. But maybe oh. there is. But schemes. Look at the scheme you're in. Brett's job, or Brock. I don't know why I called him Brett. Brock's job's pretty easy. Get the ball. But all he does is he makes the easy throws. Yeah. All he does, Kenny Pickett does not. Rips, rips a scramble every now and then, you know, yeah. gets a first down on a scramble every now and then. But like you said, hits the easy throws. That's my biggest reason why I don't think scheme matters because Pickett has missed too many easy throws, even in a bad, even in a bad offense. You know, if a, if a slant route is open and you hit the guy on his foot, that's not the that's not the offense. Yeah. Or overthrow George Pickens four times in one game, but. <laughs> I mean, some of them he would just throw it out of bounds, and you're like, "Was he? Was he? Was 15 yards out of bounds? What? I don't understand." It's because his feet are never set, and he's right aiming for the completely around, and it's just a mess. But throwing across his body, I mean, just you know thing. why? You know why he's aiming for the the sideline? Because that's where he's going. He's going to the bench. Uh, <laughs> things are good. I, I, y- y'all are y'all are the Pittsburgh guys, so he's not the answer, right? Please, God, tell me he's not the answer. He's going to get a year to prove it, or he's going to get to start. I think this year he's going to get the QB one going into the year. So it's his. He'll he'll fumble the bag if you know. We can't blame the system anymore. His leash is going to be much shorter now that we've shown Mason Rudolph, who's probably, I'd say, a good backup in the league. He's not a starter, but he's a good backup. He came in. To that offense, I mean, it was a step up for Matt Canada's, but it, but it wasn't much different. Mm-mm. And he won football games, made the easy throws. The offense was efficient. They weren't putting up a ton of points, but they were moving the ball, and it helped our defense in turn because they weren't exhausted by halftime. So, well, look how much better Najee looked when the threat of even intermediate passes were there. Yep. You know, hey, I mean, well, he looked like a when you become one dimensional and this is across this across all levels of football you the defense just plays man and they stack the box or whatever it is if you can't run the right. ball then they're just going to you know beat you to death and double and triple coverage and stuff like that but you know looking at everything um the question now arises that I've got to ask both of you is uh does does Pittsburgh draft a quarterback this year's what's up will no, we won't. 
No. We didn't get in touch with you, Will. Get your number from my from my, get my number from your dad. Text me. I would, anyway. say, I would like them to, but I don't think they will. I, I think, think they have will. other needs, and they can build out this line, which I think is the probable path they're going to take. If they can get a tackle and a center in the first two rounds, I think they'll try to get a quarterback next year. Mm. And the class may not be great, but you know, yeah, we which you can get. We really. Uh, you know, Tomlin is what he is, but he, you know, he really planned post Ben pretty poorly. Um, you know, we should have been drafting for post Ben right really when he got hurt, maybe a year before that. Mm-hmm. But it, we just so kind of like waited, waited, waited. And then we wound up, you know, there was all those good quarterbacks in that one draft and then really no good quarterbacks in the draft that we took picket. And then a bunch of good quarterbacks in the following draft. So it's like we took a quarterback in the wrong draft. Mm-hmm. And you we know. probably could have gotten him in the second round. And I think Mason Rudolph, the plan was originally, like, this guy's a value pick in the third round. Or sec- third round. We drafted him in the third round. I think he's a value pick in the third round. We have him graded as a late first, early second, which something went amiss there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You know, they, they tried to parlay their quarterback situation with a good third-round quarterback. I think Mason Rudolph's a fine pick there, but they put way too much yeah. emphasis what about, on him what about being get, the guy. Like getting a trade, player. such as a, a trade. I mean, I know, I, you know, y'all know more on NFL stuff than I do. So is there any possibility of trading for another quarterback? Or, I mean, I know you've, you've got, you've got, Pickett, so. you've got Rudolph and is Trubisky. Is he still there too? He's going to get cut, but I'd say he's on the books right now. He's on oh. the books, but there's no way he's coming back. There's no way they're going to no. give this guy I mean, another seven or eight so. million bucks. I was about to say, but I mean, no is he still out? Was he only a one-year contract? Or well, was he... It was a two-year deal, but you know how his NFL contracts are. They restructured yeah. it, and then they gave him an extra year, which would have been next year. But <laughs> I don't think he's going to be back at all. No, I think the Mitch Trubisky era in Pittsburgh has ended. Um, Just like it in I, Chicago, I'm, too. You know, as, I'm wondering if Tomlin, like, if they really had high hopes for – Dwayne Haskins, you know, rest his soul. But, mm-hmm. you know, I know Tomlin liked him a lot, but I wonder if if they had plans for him that when he died, that kind of threw the whole thing out of whack. And I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was with the he was with the Steelers uh, when that happened, right? Yeah. Program? Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, I, I don't think he had – we had gotten him that offseason, right? Or what, did he spend a year on the practice squad? He was with us for a year. Okay. And I don't think he – I think he maybe dressed like once or twice, but yeah. he wasn't really around. Um, I think they were going to have him in the mix that next year, though. I think the plans were for him to compete. Yeah, I mean, he was a first-round pick, what, two or three years before. and A lottery pick, I think, wasn't he? What happened, yeah. I mean, top 10 pick. Yeah. Top 20 mm. pick, whatever he was. Whatever but, he was, Yeah. Oof. You know, that was – it was a good move at the time. You know, he's just a talented kid, so we'll see. Oh, what's uh, up, yeah. Rick? This is a good one. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. Good to see you, Rick. Um, But, yeah, so we're we're busting some NFL right now, some Steeler gripes that me and Fonzie are going through now. So uh, You can so, yeah. blame me, everybody. We, I we need a center. We should have taken Linderbaum in that draft. That's who I really wanted. Um, still would have got Kenny. Probably. Still would have got Kenny in the third round or wherever. I mean, yeah, we should. Have th- that's who I wanted was Linderbaum. Um, so we, we 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 missed that one. So hopefully there's another. I don't know of any centers this year. I'm sure there's some good ones, but um, well, Oregon we in West Virginia's are the two yeah. guys that are kind of one and so two. We're picking twenty. So yeah. that's about where you'll see a couple of good linemen down there still. I know Mims from Georgia is kind yeah. of locked in that area. Uh, Powers Johnson, he's the center from Oregon. That's right. He was, he's been a second round grade all year, but after senior day, he's kind of creeping up. 
I think he yeah. has a chance. Did y'all see proud. some of the stuff he did though in that senior bowl or senior? Oh, he's a boss. Dude, he, 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 he was a beast. He was a yeah. He was this is for he, Oregon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw him up against some of our dudes. And, I mean, this guy's legit. I mean, he's he he's wherever he goes, whether it be a late first rounder or to Scott's point, you know, second rounder. Um, this guy's going to be – he'll be starting in the next couple of years, I, I, I would I would feel like. I, oh, I, if he's he's going to be starting for the Steelers right away if we take <laughs> Yeah. He's, the best, he's cool. the best or, center on the Steelers right now. And or, he's not even – he's not even been drafted by us yet. And he's already so, the best center on the Steelers right now. With Jason Kelsey retiring, he was their center, correct? The Eagles. The Eagles. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, with the Eagles. Um with him retiring, so does Landon Dickerson? Does he make that transition back over, or or because I thought he had moved? I mean, he moved over to another position, right? Did, he was left he guard. He was yeah, left guard. Put him in left guard when they drafted him, but so I mean, he can yeah. play center. That's proven. Oh, we we know that. We know he can. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, in the SEC know that he can play center very well too. So yeah, that'd be uh, a lot of I, interior I mean, defensive lineman. That'd be a good one. I mean, the Eagles yeah, would, another another. I spot. wanted us to draft Dickerson in the second round that year that the Eagles got him. I knew he was not going to last that far down, but I was in some crazy way wanting us to trade or package up to move up to draft him to play center. But Eagles would have been beautiful. Been they beautiful. really beefed him up. Yeah, the Eagles though. Like I think yeah. he's. They may move him. I mean, he's obviously was a great center in college, but he's just so big now. I don't know if the transition would come as easy. Yeah. How I mean, much do you think he's weighing nowadays compared to when he was in college? Man, he's thick. He dude. looks he's... noticeably bigger. I'd say like he's... 340. He's so is he weighing about 300, yeah. three, 305 at, at he's Bama? He's probably 305 at Bama. I think he was 305 yeah. at Bama. Golly, that's a big human he's being. Strong as an ox. I mean, like just. I mean, just corn fed. He's a big boy. Corn fed, strong, strong man. Boy. Just boy. And it was noticeable when he left. Like the interior line push just vanished. No kidding. Yeah. Mm. Man, mm. That was struggle. Seeing, uh, seeing the, the drop off there. That was, I mean, poor Dalcourt had to follow Landon Dickerson. That would, you know, he had no shot. But I think our best center was playing right tackle that year anyway. And, he was abysmal at right tackle, and just <laughs> whole thing was just odd. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so back to the uh, back to the hoop stuff now. Okay, so I don't know. I know y'all have not watched as much basketball as I have this year. Um, the team has really kind of started finding its identity. You know, if you look at the the offensive stats between this year's team and last year's team, they're not really that different. Um. I mean, the scoring is really not that different. I mean, Mark Sears is kind of really filling that Brandon Miller role in a different way. Not, not so much the you know the tomahawk dunks and the the drive to, to the basket. He although he does drive the basket a lot, but but Sears is really scoring in in uh, from the three. But he's also penetrating with layups. Um, you know, when that zone clears out, you know, in that switch, that pick and switch, he drives and it gets easy layups. Um, but the best thing about Sears this year is he lets the game come to him. You know, it's not like he tries to force, you know, if he if he has zero points nine or ten minutes into the game, he doesn't like, okay, I got to start driving the driving it every time now. I got to get my points. Uh, you know, a lot of these games, he, he'll have four or six points with eight minutes, nine minutes left in the game. And then he'll, he'll hit some threes at the end or he'll just – you know, he'll see lanes in the end, you know, at the end of the game or he'll take advantage of tired legs and just blow past people for layups. And he'll wind up scoring like 15 points in the last half of the second half. Um, he's done that a couple times, a couple games this year where he hasn't shot much. He's distributed, penetrated, kicked out. And then late in the game, guys will give him that they'll, – they'll give him that inch of space and he'll just – you know, and then he'll, I mean, if he's hot, he'll hit four, you know, three or four there. I mean, he's just played so so good this year. I hope he really hope he keeps it up. I was saying this year, you know, last year he played at a high level. In the last month of the season, he couldn't find a shot. 
So mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that that you know we learn from that. And that doesn't happen this year because uh, we're going to need him down the stretch. But back to back years, we're eight and one. You know, halfway through the SEC schedule, that's incredible to me. Yeah. Go ahead, Parker. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I was just going to say to to your point, Jeff. You know, we kind of brushed on a little earlier before the podcast came up. You know, Mark Sears uh, in conference plays average. Uh, averaging 21.3 points a game, uh, about almost three and a half rebounds, uh, looking at about four assists, um, you know, doing really, really well. Uh, he's doing clutch as, points, too. you know, and that's the thing, that's the thing too. I mean, Rylan Griffin, the team, the team's really coming around right now and it's right at the right time. It's just now about maintaining that consistency and um, they got a tough game on Wednesday playing down at the ball. Yeah, uh, this the is going to be the toughest game of the year. That's going to be – that place is going to be insane. Rocking and rolling. And, you know, I would made a couple insane. points earlier in the week, or, or I think it's probably after we beat Auburn up in, up in Tuscaloosa. I said, we go down there, uh, we might lose by 25. You know, and it, but as this team continues to, you know, progress throughout the season my thing is you know if we can just keep it within you know eight to 15 points i know that's a big big gap there but if we can get the crowd out of it it'll give us a chance um but if you know if they start you know taking the top off and uh just putting up you know getting up a 15 18 point lead i i think we it can get ugly real quick so it just depends on which team shows up and SEC road games, to your point, Jeff. Like you said, it is a it is a gauntlet. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. But Scott, go ahead. I know you had you want someone to say. Oh, I haven't watched a ton of games this year, but just the thing I noticed is how much more experienced and just calm the team looks. Uh, yes, in a lot That's of true. these games, when things aren't going their That's way. True. I mean. How many transfers did we bring in? What, right cell started two or three years? Estrada's yeah. been a starter on, you know, two or three different teams. Um, Sears is a four-year starter. Yeah, yeah, four-year starter, four-year contributor. Grant yeah. Nelson, I mean, was an all-conference player last year in his conference. So as far as looking forward into the tournament and postseason play and the conference tournament and all that, I think – that bodes really well, especially now that I've been a box score watcher for the most part. Yeah. Like I said, I've probably caught five games, but I just think moving forward, that's a very good recipe now that they found themselves for success. And I think they could actually, not to get too far ahead, there's still a lot of time, but I think they could go further than they did last year. Yeah. Just that added element of experience and that's a great guys point. who have – played huge games before maybe not you know in the tournament but you know Cal yeah. State Fullerton and whatever conference they're in like you know he's these guys have played those big conference games so that's what you know to your point Scott I mean Great point. when you get into the tournament it's no holds bar it doesn't matter where you play it's just about how well you can play and, and rising to that level of competition and adversity I mean best team wins and then if you if you're able to you know those smaller name teams, uh, they catch catch one of the big name teams. We've seen it time and time again. You're not coming prepared. You might lose, and then your day's done, and you're going home. So uh, we we know it in February as Alabama fans. Um, February is not a kind month to us at all. And uh, with since NATO's getting there, it has improved dramatically. Now. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say we're just gonna. We're gonna win every game here in February. I, I, I'm. That's not gonna happen. Okay, it's just not. Um, I. My thing is just gotta stay above it. You, can, you know, win more games than you lose, but preferably win about. I. I how many games are left? I know we're nine. Nine. So nine uh, game is we're eight and one. We're exactly halfway through the conference season. So six and, we got. If we can finish out the last yeah. part of the season, six and three. Uh, five and four, um, that'd be fine. That'll be. But fine. I mean, this. I mean, there's four teams, right? You can see down here. You can see at the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's four teams, all a half game of each other, and then five four loss teams. I mean, this conference is just chews these teams up, spits them out, and then like last year, we all get to the tournament and just are gassed out, and 
I mean, I don't think the SEC did very well um, as a whole in the tournament last year. I mean, heck, yeah. Ole Miss is catching fire right now. They're actually playing yeah. really, really well. Although they just they blew a 15-point lead to at home to Auburn the other night. I know. I know. But I know still. Will, if you're watching, did you watch that game at all? I listened to some of it, but that was Saturday night, I think. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And then, I mean, Auburn's fired up for this game Wednesday, too. I mean, I know they think that they should have beat us in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Probably so. deserve to win that game. Yeah, honestly, so that was a that was a hell of a game, man. That was a hell. Yeah, of a that was game, awesome. Man. That's yeah. one of the ones I game didn't that catch. Was. I'll be watching Wednesday. Yeah, but. and you know, I'm, of course, it's easy for me to say because we won that game and we lost. I would have been like, man, heck of a game, but the, son of a, you know, but um, <laughs> but that was a whale of a basketball game. I hope Wednesday night's the same way. I know we're different on the road, but a big comeback against Georgia. Granted, they're not great. You know, they're four and four in the league down here. Um, uh, no, four and five. I'm sorry. They're four and five in the league down here. So, you know, they're not like juggernauts, but being down 16, 17 on the road in the SEC and come back, win that game by nine or eight or nine. I mean, won it going away. I literally was going to throw up when I saw, uh, and, and, you know, Bama football, Bama basketball, Bama baseball, everybody's got their different things to it. Um, my favorite thing's Bama football, of course. But when I when I saw that score, it was seventeen to two uh, at one point in the first oh, half. I, I was like, was what, "What in the what is happening? How brutal. is that possible?" Oh man, that was you're awful. a Division One college basketball team, and you're telling me it is seventeen to two. We're talking. That see, looks like that's insane. Yeah, but see, we hadn't put two halves together in the same game yet. You know, it was, a, it was a lot like the football team this year where we would get a good half and a really bad half. And it kind of went that way. Now, against Mississippi State um, Saturday, we put two good halves together and we saw the result. I mean, we should have hit 100, but we took our foot off the gas. And then, I mean, Kai Spears was was free throwing and then launching threes, man. I mean, that was awesome to get us 99. But we let – we you know, we – Kids a millionaire oh. draining threes. I mean, he's from Pittsburgh. Is he? Yeah. Is he a Yinzer? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Look at this guy. I don't know. We had some Yinzer blood on the Tide basketball team. Y'all in trouble now. Yeah. That's right. Ooh, that changes everything. He's gritty. He's a tough kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's already been through the muck, too, because they tried to drag him into that case last year. Well, that's what, yeah. hey, that's why I was saying about the millions because of the the slander from the New York Times. Like, what? That was all BS, and I was like, "Well, he's gonna make millions off that, uh, just off that that just awesome information." And then now he's just draining threes. He's like, "I, I don't just care. I'm just here." Threes. But he I came don't... in the game and like drew a foul and was all like fired up and everything and like screaming and stuff. And I was like, "Look at this guy. Love it. Love yeah. it. He's on scholarship too, right?" Yeah, yeah, he just earned gave it. Him a, just like in the last one. couple of weeks, he just got put on Scully. It's great. It's awesome. And then, of course, the whole place went nuts when that three went in. That was awesome. But yeah, I waited my whole college career to see one of the skinny white walk-on kids train a three, and it never happened. So, oh, you never got it. Who was it? When, who was it on your team? Oh, there was that. Britain, was it uh, Britain? Lawson Schaefer. Yeah, Lawson one. Schaefer, and there was uh, another Britain one. John, on Britton Johnson or something? It was wasn't like a, him. Yeah. There was another kid that was – I mean, he was tall. He was like 6'7", but he couldn't have been more than like 175. I mean, he was like oh, – Soaking man. wet. Real thin. It, it had to be Riley Norris flashbacks. Remember those yeah, seven hey, years he was here? Hey, he, he, was, he was good, all right? He was good for us. He did. I think he. I think he had 175 games played. I think. That's great. You know what? Hey, earned every one of them. I think he was he recruited was... by uh by uh David Hobbs and wound up playing for a year for Nate Oates. <laughs> he was a tough dude. Give him that. Yeah. He wouldn't be seeing the court nowadays. But no, he had a couple. He had a couple uh gems in there. Game. He had, yeah. a 30, he had a 30 point game in there. He had a couple of games where he was mm-hmm. just on fire from threes. Riley Bond. He was our and, guy. 
and then absolutely a players. when he was not on, he was a brick master. I mean, absolutely brick nation. Just could not hit the broad side of a barn. Hey, but, like uh, David Hobbs calling the game with uh, Chris Stewart on the radio. I was like, they let you back in the building, you dirtbag. You lost to Auburn by 60. Should never let you back in, although he did recruit Antonio McDice. I guess it earns him a pass. But mm. anyway, yeah. So this th- it, you had a great point though, Fonzie. Like the team's constructed a lot different than last year. The 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 numbers are similar. Uh the conference win loss, the the points, the scoring, all that stuff. Free throws are up a lot. But mm-hmm. I think it's because there are better you know, shooter, older players. I mean, guys with some college experience on them, you know, and there's a, They've I mean, been, a, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, Brandon Miller is a Brandon Miller. I mean, he's, uh-huh. you know, he's a once in a generation guy, you know, and the team around him was very young, but the core of this team, like you said, is very, a lot of college experience, a lot of, maybe not a lot of tournament games or sweet 16 games or whatever, but a lot of college games, uh, two or three college seasons, you know, they're, you know, there's maybe there's something to said for that come postseason. Definitely. And I think just in my limited viewership of the team this year, just the organization seems better. Obviously Oates' system is just transition, shoot the threes, get open on the perimeter, all of that. But yeah, last year at times it was very evident that, Brandon Miller was carrying our team most nights. Yeah. And some of that structure just kind of fell apart and disappeared. And there's been games that I've watched this year that where they are a mess and they're making turnovers, but then it just kind of turns into the flow of the game and momentum. Whereas last year, those issues just compounded for a whole half or a whole game. And it kind of took a while to get out of that funk that come out slow the next game or, you know, whatever it might have been. I just think this year's team looks the part fundamentally. Yeah, I mean, they're grinders, man. They they grind out some of these games. I mean, they play physical. We got to stop fouling. Um, Man, if we could guard without fouling, I mean, that would be something. I mean, some of them are ticky-tacks, but, you know, Grant, Grant leans over. When he's going up for block shots, which is why he, he they draw him so many fouls because he leans over the guy. He doesn't go his hand straight up a lot of the time. He leans over, and they just jump into him, and they're going to call that foul every time, even if it's not one. I feel like a lot of last year, too, which, you know, there was a lot of dark clouds rotating around us last year and the program with everything that was going on. Had that not have happened – I think we would have even been even better. Yeah. Um, but it did happen. And it's unfortunate that it happened um, for everybody who was involved in that. Um, so, yeah, to your point, to both of y'all's points, I, I heard the last bit of that uh, when I was coming back in. But, um, you know, the experience and it feels like they're actually coming together and playing as a team as a whole, which I think will go a long way uh, towards the end. You know, and of course, we're being facetious uh right now i mean we we could it could all collapse by the end of february and uh we could not be talking about all of it but you know i think as playing as a whole as a team especially in the tournament once it all figures out it makes you deadly and when everybody's playing at all cylinders everybody's you know it's all playing all the same it can make you a deadly team so who knows i don't know yeah, but their their cohesiveness on the court, uh, even defensively, they're, I mean, they're getting after it on the defensive end. Um, they've had some defensive hiccups this year, which I think that's still a work in progress. Um, but for the most part, they've played real well. They they don't quit. Even that Tennessee game, we got smoked. Um, they um, you know they never gave up. They just kept grinding. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that about this team. You know, they, they get a lot of those blue-collar points. Not saying last year's team didn't, but it's a, a different kind of, you know, different different kind, different kind of game we're watching. 
still Nate's offense. Mm-hmm. But like you said, a lot of times it was like, just give it to Miller and get out of the way. He'll bail us out. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing else is working. So just give it to, to Miller, set a couple of high ball screens and let him figure it out. And uh, it's di- this year it's just somebody different. You know, Rylan Griffin hitting threes. Wrightsell hitting threes. What's his name? Um, number 10. Uh, Muhammad something or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he's played really well. Even uh, w- w- Wiggy or um, um, number 11. I can't remember. I always forget how to pronounce his last name. Waggy or something Wag. like that. Wag yeah. or something. Waggy or something. Whatever his name is. Uh, however, however you pronounce his name. He's played really well, too. I mean, it's been a different I mean, team all- in the SEC. It is. It's. And I know it's not – hate to bring up San Diego State from last year. I know the system's completely different, and they were just a way different team than we are structurally yeah. and the way their roster was built. But, yeah, you know, they were kind of a sleeper. They were a good team all year. But once they got to the tournament, you know, how many seniors did they have? Four or five seniors. And just even their role players were experienced. And yeah, that's huge. I mean, we don't really have that marquee freshman player this year. There's a couple that play in, you know, a rotation. Walters, player. baby. Yeah, Sam Walters. And uh, is Steven- Stevenson's not a freshman, is he? Is he? I think he is. Didn't he reclassify? Let me look at that. So he could. He may be a freshman. I... Yeah, I think he's supposed to be a senior this year in high school, but I think he reclassified to. Or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but I thought that he's the one that reclassified in order to be able to get on, be on the team this year. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Let's see, it says he's a freshman, so mm. probably right. Yep. Yeah. He's probably what 17 then. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just think you know we're relying on experienced players so much more and. Clowney and Miller last year, who were both very good players, obviously, you know, they could only take you so far. I think teams like Kentucky have suffered from this for a long time too. And, you know, you name any blue blood, they have all these guys that are leaving for the draft the next year. Whenever they keep those guys, they go on a run. But, you know, every year in the tournament, there's that one team that's a 13 seed or that one six seed that makes it really far. And almost every year, they're either super physical and experienced or they shoot a ton of threes and they do it really well. And they're super experienced. So key component experience. there is experience. Experience. Yeah. That means something. I'm just, I'm big on it. So yeah, that means hopefully it works out. That's why I think uh, like the, the basketball product, the NBA product would even be better if, you know, there was that there was some type of rule where you had to be in college like two years, like you do football. You know, football you had to be out of high school for three years um, before you can enter the draft. You know, basketball is only one year, but you know, then you get these guys in the NBA that aren't ready for that kind of grind against grown men, mm-hmm. and and then they wind up wallowing in the G League or on the bench, you know, for their first season or two, and instead of playing live minutes and meaningful minutes and playing like I, I know I've said this before, but you know, Nate runs an NBA system and I thought Clowney would have benefited greatly, even though he was a first round pick, albeit, you know, 21st, which is like being a third round pick in the NFL. I mean, in the NBA, that's about like it is. Um, but I think he could have been a lottery pick had he come back this year and been like the, the team leader, Second year in this offense, another year in the weight room, another year of experience to take that. You know, Brandon Miller was was an NBA player last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just had to play a year of college. You know, that's Dude is cooking right now. Yes, cooking. I mean he's he posterized Kessler the other night. That was beautiful, um, and then he's just hitting logo threes the other night too. Man, he was just I mean he's just ridiculous. But um, but you know that, so that guy, like I said before, that guy is just. You kind of throw the you just kind of throw everything out with him just because of the unique talent that he was, but um, but Clowney I thought could have benefited greatly this year playing 
a, a much bigger role in Nate Oates' offense this year for a you know a contending team that's going to be in the postseason. Um, that's going to play on the biggest stage. And I just thought another year of that, and then go to the NBA. You know, two two years removed from high school, you're 20 years old. You know, there's a difference in 18 and 20. Having Clowney and Bediaco, this team would have been a legit. Con- yeah. I mean, a legit contender. And I never say that with Alabama basketball. I mean, although we did move Nelson to the five, which yes. has really Huge. helped fill the Chuck void. Anyway, continue. Indeed. And and that's the, you know, to your point, yeah. I mean, if you had had, if Nelson could have been playing, you know, the power forward position two and then had Chuck at five and then, you know, Clowney, Clowney was a small forward too, right? Is that right? Yeah, he was kind of three, four, but he played on the wing. He didn't really do a lot of posting. So, I mean. But that's not really Nate's offense is yeah. don't have a lot of post yeah. plays. It's layups and threes. Transition layups and threes. Which Grant would or or Grant would have been he's he's good enough to play in the system to be the five and the four to where he could be the shooter if he needed to be. Yeah. Um, He's played really well as a five. Which agree which what what I'm thinking is, you know, you and I briefly talked about it too. Uh he gains about twenty to thirty. I think do you here's here's my thing. Do you think he comes back? Or, or goes transfer somewhere or what? I, I have no idea. I don't know in this day and age anymore. I, I think this is it. I think he only has one year to play. Oh, he only has one year? Okay. I think he played three at North Dakota State or South Dakota State, whatever that Dakota was. And then he I think he's... Year? Does he get a COVID year? Probably. Maybe. He might get one more. Maybe. It's hard to tell nowadays. I mean, a guy for Miami's in ninth his ninth year in football. Oh my so god! Don't like, bring that up. I'm going to lose my mind just thinking about that. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it right here, live on the podcast, about hearing a guy get a seventh year of eligibility. Go work for State Farm. Go 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 do something. I said, get a flipping job, cause come on, like you can't possibly have any more classes to take. Uh, you know, the, you know they call call them doctors. You know, but <laughs> a lot I, of people are college for seven years. You know, they're called doctors. <laughs> I don't think that well, these guys grad guys have to take like one class. Yeah, like the, the Matt Liner schedule where class. he took like yeah. gardening yeah. his junior year, and then like um, gardening. Please like, tell me that's a joke. Like comic book history of comics, his senior year. So like he literally didn't do anything for two years, but played football. Many such cases. Like, I mean, I would. Yeah. If I was a stud quarterback at a big time college at football USC, program. you're already playing pro ball. He actually, yeah. you know, got sent down to the minors when he got drafted by the Cardinals. Take my signing bonus and if it doesn't work out and first few years i'll go back get my degree and then figure it out all right but it's all about investing one years old no responsibility yeah. millions in your pocket mm-hmm. you know fat stacks in your account hmm. yeah if you can just find it at that age if you can find a good finance guy who's not going to just screw you over you're going to be set after that first year signing contract i mean you'd be set that's a problem, man. Finance guys, man. Trouble. Mm. Trouble, trouble. Like that 30 for 30 bankrupt about all those athletes that are that are broke. It, uh, is Ricky Williams one of those guys, too? You know, was, he probably was, just willingly his gave his money away so he could live in a grass hut. Barefoot, you know. I mean, he probably doesn't care about any of that stuff. Probably not. No. See, and I don't know enough about him. I just heard stories about him, but not all in depth, you know. So all I know is Ricky found some stuff so good. I know it like it was so fire that he said, "I don't want my NFL contract at all because it keeps me from getting able being able to smoke this." 
That's how fire this is. Activity. I, I can't not activity. smoke this. It's so good. I can't not smoke it. So I just have to retire. Leave 40 million on the table because this bud is so good. Just, I'm like, wow. <laughs> he was so good, too. He's oh, such man. a good player. He was. Where did he play in the NFL? I'm sorry. I, this is my un. He unknown. got drafted by the Saints. He yeah, got drafted Saints. by the Saints. And then my he coach did guy. for the Dolphins. And then I think he like had an appearance with Baltimore. Yeah. He played like eight games for the Ravens his last year. You know the Ravens? Yeah. The Ravens always bring in somebody halfway through the yeah. year, towards the end of the year. Like Dalvin Cook, you know. Some 31-year-old washed yeah. up yeah. vet. Just they did Ricky Williams because they Great need a running game. back. Somebody gets hurt and they need a running back on the roster, so they sign Ricky Williams for seven games or whatever, or yeah. Dalvin Cook for a few games. Yeah, it's just the Ravens do that all the time. Melvin Gordon this year. Too. Yes, yes, yes. Did they sign so, Derek Sproles at one point? Probably. Yeah, they did have Sproles. He was <laughs> he was very good for a long time though because yeah. he had the, I, no, I loved him. Steving in the return specialist aspect well he and he thrived in that saints offense with breeze and why oh man he was a five seven five eight i mean that guy could scoot quick yeah he was he was a threat he was definitely a threat Mm. Mm. it's like five five or five yeah just a tiny yeah the guy was nuts that's why i thought that the uh uh guy from kansas state they got picked up uh use vaughn Deuce Vaughn, I thought for for uh, I thought he'd be. He, I, I still feel like he might have a legit chance to be a, you know, a Darren Sproles kind of guy. I mean he yeah. he he's not a bad player. He did enough. He did a lot at Kansas State. So I don't know. We'll see. He was good in preseason, and all the defensive linemen said they couldn't find him. I, yeah, on the line. Yeah. So they're all they're all. His they're Dallas all never used him. He was a healthy scratch for a few games this year. Yeah, I don't think like, he what? really played much, but I mean they have Pollard and Dowdle's pretty good too. I wonder, if, probably, I wonder if they're gonna sign Derrick Henry to be that oh, the Thunder to Pollard's man. Lightning. I hope not. <laughs> I don't want to see really Henry playing for the Cowboys, although he'd be on every week, so at least you get to see him every week. That's that true too. Get much more exposure. Yeah. He'd be playing in a better offense than Ryan Tannenbaum. Yeah, and see, there you go. There's that point. I was like, okay, people talk about how like bad Dak is. I was like, Dak could be a lot worse. There, there's plenty of quarterbacks that are a lot worse than Dak, and it's just you know, got to have some kind of uh, balance outside of that. You know, yeah. when your wide receivers are just absolutely locked down and you've got nowhere to go after your first or second option, there are a lot of quarterbacks struggle with that. Um, I mean, the only one I know recently that doesn't is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I mean, he, he's pretty good at finding this third or fourth receiver. It's not even I mean, fair to talk. You can't even put him in the category with anybody else. He's just, yeah, there's, I mean, him, him just finding Pacheco, the running back out of the backfield on an occasional, you know, eight, eight to 12 yard gain. I'm just like, what what's going on here, people? Can we not figure out picking up? Yeah, but then they then they end up picking up Pacheco out of the backfield, and then Kelsey's open. And then if Kelsey's not open, then some other wide receiver's open. It's just insane. Or or he scrambles for fifteen. It's just nuts. Andy Reid moved up to tenth to draft Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Smart move. Got two Super Bowl. You remember the year third. that the Steelers traded and moved up to tenth? Who we Devin took? Bush. Oh, didn't he play at Michigan? He did. He was very ah. good his rookie year too, and then ah, he was outstanding his rookie year and never came back from that injury. And nope, I think he had one tackle for the Seahawks this year. Yeah, he recorded a tackle, so he like got a on a single tackle. Man, he's, yeah. he's about but that long. game we played him. There are several clips that Steelers Nation was posting of him just getting whipped in that Steelers Seahawks game, um, oh, just being just... awful. So yeah, at the time I was all for it because you know the Shazier injury. Yeah, you know, we still hadn't recovered from that. Um, you know, we're still trying to 
to fill that hole. Um, but at the time they moved up and took Bush, it was like, okay, this this is the guy that's going to fill the Shazier hole. And he did for, what, 14 games? Yeah. Um, and then blew his knee out, and that was it. When did he get <laughs> – Colin, how about it, buddy? I think he uh, came on later in the year this year. What year did he get drafted, Bush? What year was that? 2019. 19. I, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't like I, – I didn't think it was all the way back to uh, 2016 or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I remember. He played well, I, I know Michigan we took Terrell and- Edmonds, and then ten picks later, the Ravens took Lamar Jackson. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't there another guy from uh, Peppers, Jabril Peppers? Not, not, no, no. Yeah, no. he's from Michigan. There mm-hmm. is one. Okay, it was it was him. He was a defensive back. He was drafted by the Browns, and then got traded to the Giants in the OBJ trade. And then now he's on the Patriots, I think. I think Peppers yeah, is on the Patriots. He's playing with the Patriots. He's he's an older pick though. I think he was probably seventeen. Yeah. yeah. He's been around he, a while. Been around there. Mm. Yeah. See, I can't even stay up to date with like I am thinking all the recent players, they're all the recent players are at least been in the league for at least six years, seven years. And then I'm like, that's not recent. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of damage. Uh, when when you talk about NFL stuff, NFL life, I mean, I mean, what's it's crazy to think Derrick Henry just finished his eighth year in the NFL. It's been almost a decade since he won that Heisman. That just blows my mind. Yeah, that's nice. He's still kicking. I mean, he's still very he good does. running back. That's pretty much the shelf life of a running back in the NFL. about eight years. Yeah. Thirty years old or eight years? You're right. I Colin. was thinking the average was five. I feel that's like the average. Five. And I mean, the average like, is probably like three to five, yeah. But but he is a freak. I, I, if he makes it to ten, I mean, you look at Ingram, which he is the exception on those people who are five years. He's a, the normal stat stature, you know, short short running back, power back, you know, got through what all of this stuff. So I mean, Ingram went what ten years? Is that right? It's, it, uh, let's see, not twelve. Because yeah. he went from 2010 was his first year. Yep. No, 2011, I'm sorry. 2011 was his first year, and then he retired at the end of last year, or at the end of 22, so I think 11 years. So he – see, that's a that's that's way on up there. So if Henry can I mean, that's get an amazing career five. for an NFL running back to go 11 years. That's, if Henry that's can incredible. get to 10 – if he can get to 10, barring a significant knee injury, because I, I that scares me so much about him, is how, I mean, some bet, some guy just takes a low leg, and, I mean, it could happen. And I just get so I mean, worried about it. The running back's so crazy. Look at Dalvin Cook. He's led the NFL in rushing two years in a row, and then the Vikings said they just cut him. And they couldn't get on the field for the Jets, and now there's no more Dalvin Cook. And he just, just led the league in rushing two years ago. Yep, he's done. I mean, yeah, DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing, disappeared a couple years, but yeah. he's not going to be what he was. Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers, even like Hardy wants to come back one last you know, time, just one last ride, man. Mistake, yeah. and then just never was the so same. So many, dude, so many just monumental fumbles of the ball in that whole Le'Veon Bell contract all that mess i mean there was just what a poop show that was that cost both sides it cost us a hall of fame running back and it cost him a hall of fame career because he was on the trajectory he did that at 25 i mean yes if we would have given him that deal he probably he took a whole year off i believe yes Um, just because half of another year you know if he would if we would have just paid him which no colin no, I don't think that's happening. What are we? What's he? At? What's the? What's Smith's? Uh, Smith's record? like at eighteen thousand. I think Henry's like at nine. Yeah. So, n- nobody's ever touching eighteen oh. a. No, no one will ever touch that. How did I mean, he do because, that? Yeah. Because of the freaking football is so different now. The game is so much different now. The running backs aren't valued like that. They're not used like that. They're so interchangeable that. And the, the grind you take 
as a running back is how Emmett got that far is beyond me. He's 35 and he was still productive. But you know, he never took major hits when he played for Dallas. You know, he, he, you never could get solid. So he, you know, he, he, he had Nick's, he was dinged up throughout his career like any running back would be, but he never had the serious injury because he never took a serious shot. So how he was many, so good at avoiding and then how many years was Emmett Smith in the league? Oh fifteen or sixteen, yeah. probably. Ninety nineteen what, ninety to two thousand and four or two thousand and five, something like that? Yeah, 04 was his last year. Okay, so yeah. maybe 89 or 90 was his first year because he was one of Jimmy Johnson's draft picks. He got in the Herschel Walker tra- uh, trade. Mm-hmm. He was one of the draft picks that they used um, in that. So I think that was 89 they traded him. So maybe that was the 90 draft that they got him at. Let's see. Wow. Yeah, 90. He was drafted in 90. So 15 but years. Prime. You know, yeah. I mean, he was running behind Hall of Fame offensive line for a decade. Really, he was just easy. Do you think Barry Sanders would have been able to stay par with his numbers? Had he kept playing? Had he kept playing? I mean, had Barry been behind the Cowboys offensive line, he probably would have run for twenty thousand yards. I mean, he did all that for Detroit. I know. That's what I'm. I'm like. They had nobody. He only played till he was. Yeah. He only he made 30, like, 30. I think he retired the season he would have turned 30 or he had just turned 30. Yeah. When he I mean, just he only played didn't show like, up for camp and never saw him again. He only Jeez. played like eight years, like yeah. seven years. And he still 89 to 98. He played. Yeah. He, he, he played the run of Seinfeld. Today. His career mirrored the Seinfeld run because he, <laughs> he got drafted in 89. That was a stacked. 89 draft class, Derek Thomas, Deion Sanders, Troy Aikman, Barry Sanders. Um, so he he was drafted in that class. And then God, was he played a, and if you guys remember, I don't know if you guys you guys maybe probably too young, maybe have read about it or something, but um Emmett Smith had a holdout in I think nineteen ninety three. So he held out for the first first couple of games. But the starting running back for the Cowboys those two games was one Derek Lassick. <laughs> and uh, he did not do as well as Emmett. And they solved the contract dispute rather quickly after an 0-2 start by the Cowboys. And clearly there was a step down in the running game and they resolved the contract pretty quick. Sorry, Lassick, you are my favorite Alabama running back, but... I bet they did figure that out. He, he looked good in that cowboy gear, though, in that blue cowboy uniform, not going to lie, right after kicking Miami's butt in that Sugar Bowl that year in 92. But, yeah, Emmett held out the first two games in 93. And so Derek Lassick, the rookie, got the start those two games. And as expected, he did not fare as well as Emmett Smith, nor should he have. And they got that resolved quick. So, man, a lot of stuff, a lot of football going still, even though we only have one game left. Um, Debo's out on the trail. I keep seeing clips and pics and videos of him with guys. And big weekend, I think, this this coming weekend or the one we just had, there was several guys in for that, several juniors maybe, I think. That's, that's how I misread that. But, you know, um, he's I mean, he's front and center. He's vis- being visible Everywhere. I mean, Ryan Williams officially signing on Wednesday his national letter of intent. Saw uh, that. I'm, you know, I think he did it because he wants to sign with his uh, teammate from Sarah Land. I think, uh, forget who that is. I think it, I, I don't know who it is. I'm sorry. Don't know who it is. Either way, good Isn't for his him. buddy uh, signing Wednesday too in Bakway. I think so. I think That's he's right. signing Wednesday too. I'm excited about that dude. Although they got him slated to play cornerback. I'm not sure. He didn't need the ball in his hand, but maybe a Travis Hunter thing. Drop some plays, get him the ball. We'll see. I mean, there's we got, spots we got Tom. We got Tom. I think our receivers are just 
I think we're going to get some bomb receivers um, if they get a sniff of playing this offense. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not too concerned about the receiving core. I think, you know, bringing in Bernard certainly takes up one of the three kind of starting spots, but I think we're four yeah. or five deep there, you know, yeah. barring a few injuries. Well, and some experience you know, coming back there. I think yeah. Bernard uh, Bernard replaces Burton perfectly. That's what I think. I, yeah, think I don't know much about him, but that, that would line He's up. a little more versatile than Burton, I think. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But, and a little less yeah. hot-headed. They'll find a way Although, to use him. I, I didn't uh I didn't mind kind of Burton's little things this year. Um some of them kind of annoyed me, but it was almost refreshing to see some level of swagger back. Even you. though it was some of it was kind of some of it was kind of cheap and whatever, whatever, you know, just annoying some of it was. But then but then like I said, at the same time, I'm like, you know, when he when he kicked that Tennessee guy that fell on him in the end zone after that touchdown. And I was like, yeah, man, get off, man, get off me. You know, At least and then he has no altercations with any fans this year. That's just, all I have to you say. You know, when he was trash talking, was it Ole Miss? Not Ole Miss, but um, who was that we were playing that he was, was it Kentucky? Um, that we were playing Probably. that he was doing this yeah. to the fans and he was getting it, man. I just, some of that got annoying, but at the same time, it, some of it I, I didn't mind because it just we got that swag back to us, swagger back to us this year, and we just seemed to—I don't know—we just didn't have it for a good, good bit of the early part of the season. But when he got going, and he made some big catches, some <laughs> yeah, of those he did. games, huge. Some games he, he didn't have to do anything. You know, he was running his deep routes, just getting yeah. the ball downfield. So he's Even good just at being that threat. Yep. You know, we, we may not have hit the play or even thrown it, but they had to defend it. So yep. that's something. Yeah. So anyway, we got Super Bowl. I think uh, – did we do Super Bowl predictions last week before we, uh, before we get out of here? Um, I, I pick – I think Kansas City is going to win 24 to 20. That's my prediction. I think I said last week – for fun, 49ers, 24-14, but going to be realistic here. I think the Chiefs are going like 27-20, 27-17, somewhere in there. Especially the way that with you know their defense has been so good. I just – I think the 49ers are going to struggle a little bit and not going to have enough time to claw their way back. So, we'll see. Yeah. Calling the Chiefs, 27-17. There we go. I like that. I mean, it's to your point, Scott. Are, that I think that uh, the 49ers are going to struggle uh, with how how well Kansas City's playing right now. So yeah, Kansas City's defense is playing lights out. I don't ever remember them having a defense like this, especially in this. And they've had some good ones recently, but this year just. This one's like legitimately good. In the past, they've had some dudes, but this is like a whole unit. I mean, yeah. they're playing really well right now. It's one of the best defenses we've seen in the playoffs in long probably time. a while. Yeah, it's long time. Yeah, incredibly impressive that they're doing it without Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's a big reason they're there, obviously, but he hasn't carried them there this year. You know, they've had no. they've put together three great weeks, so. And he's Mahomes has made just enough plays to to move the chains and to keep the ball and big plays. You know that the Kelsey. I think they were eleven for eleven throwing to Kelsey against yep. Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. is the number one defense in the NFL, mm-hmm. and you know Kelsey just laid laid in, in waiting all season. Had a very his worst year of his career by the numbers, and then in the playoffs, I think he's like twenty four or twenty seven in targets you know in the three games just and then that last game he just he just dominated they had no they had no baltimore nothing for him nope i mean it's absurd i mean it's absurd tight end ever i mean just absurd you can't do anything with that guy it's so annoying no you know 
Gronk was just a physical specimen. You know, you know, Kelsey runs these routes, these precise routes, and he just his hands are so soft, he catches everything. You know, Gronk was just as like Shaq. You know, you yeah, just throw it his direction. Yeah, yeah, and he'll just he'll just he'll just bowl you over and catch it. You know, I mean those years we were playing the Patriots when Gronk was in his prime, and he would slaughter us. I mean, he would just kill us every time we played him. I was like that poor safety, Ryan Mundy. Yeah, he was just killed Ryan Mundy. Poor Ryan Mundy. <laughs> Ryan Mundy. I mean, just bless his heart, you know, and then we put a linebacker on him. He'd run right by him. You know, I mean, just prime Gronk was just like no other. Guy he could block a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted I mean, to. Prime Kelsey is, is in a league of his own. Uh, but cr- prime Gronk was like, we'd never seen anything like that before. <laughs> No, he was I – mean, I mean, Kelsey's a true, like, hybrid between a yeah. receiver and a tight end. Like, he has – He can run the route trains that really make him a well-rounded player where Gronk was just kind of a dumb brute. That <laughs> just, you know, like I said, you just threw it to him and he was catching it. Like, I, I love Gronk. Football, I run the football. I score touchdowns. Yeah, that's he's that. a simple man. And Did you guys see that work. clip of him describing his – his first meeting with O'Brien when O'Brien got that OC job and they were in like the, the offensive meeting or whatever. I hope he and, was like, Oh God, this guy is going to ruin everything. He, he was like d- drawing up a play or something. And then he asked, turned around and he asked Gronk, you know what? Cause you know, you're supposed to know the you know, tight ends got to know what everybody else is doing along with what their route is. But the tight end is supposed to know, kind of know what everybody else's responsibilities are. Um, that's just part of playing tight end. And so Gronk was talking about it, and he said something like, you know, they did the play, and then O'Brien turned and asked him, you know, do you, you know, what is everybody else's responsibility on this play or something like that? And Gronk just said, hey, Billy, I don't effing know, man. Just throw me the effing ball, Billy. That's all I know or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it was something along the lines of, I don't care. Just throw me the ball. I love that. I bet he loved it. Can you imagine that big dumb O'Brien face standing there and Gronk like what? Like what? This. Yeah. Like what, what? What do you? What do you want me to say, dude? Just throw me the ball. Brady. Brady's like that's cute. Your offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's that's cute. Yeah. You got that's a nice title. I actually saw something today of like the old takes exposed stuff and or someone asked what's the Freezing worst old takes take you've ever seen tweeted of all time like. <laughs> sent him out and one of them was like Greg Bedard. I don't know who he is, probably some sports journalist, but he was like, I don't get I don't understand all the hype about this Rob Gronk kid from Arizona. <laughs> like before the draft in 2010. Like I just don't see it. He doesn't have any of the intangibles. And then you know of I course mean, I think he was like a late second round pick. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020. And he was coming off like a back injury or something. He missed like half his senior year at Arizona because of back injuries or something. Yeah. I mean, he, he had injuries and everything else, but. I mean, he, he was just a beast. A he was in the right there. place, right time. You know, you put him with Brady and you know, if Kelsey would have gone to New England and, and been paired with Brady in his prime, I mean, they would have done incredible things too. Oh, man. I mean, he he may have been the first pick. You were to yeah. redraft, you know, oh, Gronk probably would have been the first pick in that draft. I mean, that guy was just there was no answer for him. None. At all. All right. So we all got I'll pick the Chiefs. Although Fonzie's pick picked with his heart, he picked, picked the Niners, but with his head, he picked the Chiefs. So I, I hear that. I'm with you there. I'm afraid it's not gonna matter. Uh, Mahomes is just I mean, until somebody beats the guy. In the playoffs, not named Brady. Your Burrow did it once. There's only Brett. There's only one guy that I know that's done it consistently. Well, Burrow did it that good. one year, but you yeah. know who who's who's back every year in the game, and who hasn't been back since? Brady. I mean, Mahomes. Like <laughs> you know, Burrow had his run, beat Mahomes in that game, and then you hadn't heard from Burrow since. He hadn't finished the season since. Yeah, and Mahomes is. You know, won the Super Bowl, and he's back in another one. Yep. I mean, so 
And Mahomes has been his second Super Bowl in a row without Tyreek Hill. How do you take yep. off the most explosive player in the league off your offense, and now you're on the verge of winning your second Super Bowl in a row? It's just too good. Tell me, you know, having the best coach and the best quarterback in the NFL probably helps. I'm pretty excited to see when Kelsey hangs him up, what Mahomes does. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Be interesting. There's going to be a lot of interesting takes out there, I'm sure. But I'd be very curious to see if this dominance continues when you remove that piece. Although Brady was winning Super Bowls with Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola and Chris Hogue. Chris, yeah, Chris Hogue. Oh, and then uh, what's his name? Got the Walker. MVP that year, Dion Branch. Dion Branch, Dion yeah. Dion Branch won the MVP that one year, and the Seahawks signed him, and he got cut like halfway through that year or the next year. He didn't even make it to the second year or through the second year. Dion Branch. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, good episode. I didn't know that we'd have an hour's worth of stuff to, to burn on, but, man, we just start to talking, and that's it. Yep, that's how it goes. It's running. Mouth gets running. So uh, if you guys don't have anything else, um, we're going to roll us out of here, and uh, we'll see you guys in a week when we'll have a Super Bowl champ and um, maybe a win in Auburn in basketball and LSU. We're going to be at the LSU game, so I hope hope to bring us a win home from Baton Rouge. Just remember to uh, like and subscribe. Yes, thank you, Parker. Like and subscribe. Gentlemen. Till next week, roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide.